0: Hey guys, it's Britt Dowd and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro-business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. Brett Dowd. Eric Welch, man. How you doing? I am living the dream. How about you today? Oh, it's just the same, bro. The sun's shining. Sails are flowing in. Grass is greening up. I don't know how how much better I can get, how much happier I can yeah. be. Yeah, I hear you there.
1: It is, uh, we're feeling, we're feeling spring, at least
0: by us. Uh, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's all happening. I love it. Favorite here, here it comes. I'm excited for it. Favorite time right. of year, man. Favorite time yep. of year. Well, um, hit me with what's going on in your world right now, and then I'll also we'll follow up on just some of the uh, some of the highlights from our our last conversation, and I'll check Fritz. in on some of that. You, you there? Fritz, that you. Nope, I'm here. Fritz. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, yeah, I lost you for a second there. Last thing I heard is a follow up on some of the. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on brochures, your pesticide test, and hiring. Just some of the highlights from our last chat. But um, for right now, I wanted to just kind of see what's going on in your world, what you have, uh, what you have shaking and baking. Kind of what's on your mind right now.
1: Yeah, so it kind of. The good, the bad, and the ugly right now, so the good sales are rolling in, which I am super excited for um, baby in the last three days find twelve new customers oh let's go yeah, and uh, haven't even started any door to door
0: brochures any of that yet where are these so twelve where are these just, twelve sales
1: from so six are from a Facebook marketplace post okay um And four are inquiries through the website, and the other two were from referrals.
0: Okay, four from website, two from referrals. Do you guys do any sort of uh, referral discount for each person? So that's something new that we were planning to add this
1: year, but I haven't made our our current customers aware of it yet. Okay. So um, we were planning on doing $10 off your next service um and just start there kind of see where it goes um but I don't really know I feel like that might not be enough to incentivize it but I was I was kind of tossing around some different some different ideas but wasn't really like dead set but that was kind of where where I was resting right now yeah yeah starting there
0: I think that's good I think it's good as long as long as you're doing something um 20% Twenty, twenty percent off, off, ten percent off, ten dollars, whatever it is, whatever works within your budget. Um, but I would just say highlight it whenever, whenever you do the referral. Right. Whenever you get it, just be like, oh, awesome! We're we're gonna give you ten ten dollars off your next service, and if they sign up, we'll give them ten dollars off. Um, and it only happens if they sign up. You know, you're not right. You're not gonna have them give you a list of ten people and give them a hundred bucks. Um. Cool, man. So that's the good, and I—that's real good. Sales solve a lot of problems. So what's the what's the bad?
1: Um, so the bad right now. Um, so I think we we had talked about um bringing how I'm planning to bring fertilizer in
0: house. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and while you're talking about that, did you pass your test? I did. did. Hey, let's go. So that's a good. That's a plus. That's that's another good
1: news. So I passed the test. We're good to go there. Uh, I'm fighting with insurance a little bit on that. Um, basically my current insurance company is not wanting to cover my business at all if we do fertilizers.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we, do. we had to, so, we had to switch insurances too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, I'm kind of going through some headaches there. Um, I'm also considering technically starting a second business having that just be the fertilizer and weed control. And basically because what my agent told me is if I'm subbing it to another company, I don't have to, it doesn't, it doesn't count. So then getting a separate policy for that business, because when I was getting quotes, um, it actually seems like it may be cheaper to do that in the long run. Because right now I'm only paying 1500 bucks a year. Um, Mm -hmm where, so I that I don't know. I, I was kind of tossing that around because when I got a quote for doing everything um, through it, it was almost $7,000. Um, but then when I got a quote for if I were to break it out as a separate company, it was only another $1,400. So it's like, well, 7000 versus 3000 To me, that kind of seems like a no-brainer. A little bit more of a headache on the paperwork on the back end, but could be done. So mm. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, let's let's sit with this for a second. How what would it look like logistically for you to have two different companies? Like are you talking are you talking about like same name, two different tax ID numbers? Or are you talking about literally Eric Welch Lawn Mowing Company One? Eric Welch fertilizing weed control. Company two, you brand it differently, market it differently, accept payments differently. What what does that look like?
1: So essentially, all of the sales would go through company number one, and then company number one pays company number two for as a subcontractor for doing the fertilization and weed control. Mm. Um, so all of the marketing would go through company number one. But then essentially I'd have GreenScape's fertilization and weed control or something like that that would have its own insurance and be a subcontractor of Greenscapes lawn care. What does your gut so tell you?
0: Bit,
1: my gut tells me just spend the 7 grand.
0: And I think your gut's right. Get
1: insurance and not deal with the headache on the back end.
0: I think your gut's right. <laughs> I mean this yeah, to me sounds like just a mess and it sounds like you might have to hire a bookkeeper and a year for 10 grand just to cover a three grand savings that you were trying to get. Um, Right. I don't know. I just, I do not like letting, I don't like letting anything. How can I word this? Like this to me is a very small deal. It's one of those deals where like, obviously when you need insurance, it's a big deal. You need to have insurance but insurance as a line item on a financial report is a small deal. And it's usually like 1% of your overall top line revenue. So for you to make a massive vision-altering decision, goal-altering decision, branding decision based off of anything that is only 1% of top line revenue... Is just like ah, oh, that's focusing on the wrong thing. Like I would rather you be no, like, I, agree. I would rather you be like, bro, we just got in twelve new sales. Who the frick cares about three grand right now? Let's right. go get a hundred more. Do the insurance. Uh, the other thing is like keep digging into the insurance. We we had to switch twice. We went with American Family. Was not happy with the customer service. Uh, my dad actually he specializes in church insurance. But his mm-hmm. affiliate company, he's with a brokerage, um, and it's you can look them up. Uh, it's James Green and Associates. Okay. Um, they actually do really, really good job with um, lawn care companies, pesticide applicators, just some of those more like fringe type contractors. Um, I don't know how they're priced in the com- like compared to other companies, but. They've been really good for us, and we've had, I mean, we had, uh, two incidents within the last year and a half, and I had a check in my hands to cover the truck within, within that week, so it's been pretty nice.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, so I'm currently with State Farm, and, um, my agent, uh, has been a close family friend of ours for many years, uh, and goes to our church, and he gave me information for a guy, also actually, ironically, from our church, that, uh, um, for a brokerage and um, that was kind of where those rough numbers were coming from um, yeah. but I definitely need to do some more research on that before I feel comfortable kind of jumping and get a switch there in, in any direction but I think I think I agree I think that's the way to go just keep it simple instead of like you said why why make a massive organizational change for, to save three grand in the grand scheme Yeah, you know I, yeah. I, I I made way more than that in
0: sales for the year yesterday. So boom, it's covered. <laughs> bam, bam. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. like I know your overall goal is to have multiple companies. So why right. why muddy the water? Like your your overall goal right. is to streamline this thing, scale, start other companies. Any area that you can simplify it, it's going to be worth it's going to be worth the money. Because with Absolutely. with the simplicity that you're going to create like your your scalability is gonna lie on the other side the, the more you let other things dictate how scalable you are, you're just gonna end up getting frustrated so cool man well'm I'm, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're wrestling with that, and your first gut instinct was right um, now you said good, bad, and is there ugly or were, were were you just saying that phrase no there there's a little bit oh boy um, oh boy let's let's me with the ugly oh yeah. uh, unfortunately,
1: I lost. My two full time employees.
0: Um, they quit, they got fired, uh, or are you actually, like, they passed away?
1: Well, neither passed away. Uh, one quit and one I had to let go. Um, so the, the one that I had to let go um, started talking politics with the customer and then started making posts. On the business social media page. Oh snap! About their political views, which have nothing to do with our business at all.
0: Then so did um, he get? He got into like a political debate with argument the... with a customer. Yeah. Oh. I, I wouldn't even go so far as to say a debate because it was just basically
1: you're wrong, and just is not. you you can not do that with a customer like, that's not what we're there to talk
0: about yes they had a, a fine in their yard but so what so what yeah um so that was that was unfortunate dude um, and, and so the other so from another company man you did get smoked in the nuts didn't you okay yeah all right <laughs> So talk me through. Let's let, let's let's sit with before we go to the guy that just quit. Let's sit with the guy that got let go. Um, and what have you? What have you learned? What what mistakes did you make? What mistakes did he make? Tell me some of your learning lessons. Well,
1: I think one of the biggest things is you know it wasn't something. I guess I kind of thought it was common sense. Like, hey, you don't talk about politics at work. But um, I, I think that's. Now something that I'm gonna have to go over with new employees is like, hey, that stays at home. Yeah. Um. I think another mistake I made was trusting that employee with the login to the social media. Like, wasn't really posting anything. There was we were talking around the idea of, of him doing some posts for us, but it never really panned out. And so I was like, well, why? Why did I? even get him set up with access to it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um now a change for that as well is I think I mentioned in our last call that I hired a marketing company who's helping with like our social media and our SEO and stuff like that. So they've kinda taken that over to where now there's absolutely no need for your employee to have that, but just as like just a learning lesson for me, like they they shouldn't have the logins. Um the, there's no
0: reason for that. So um I didn't um, I didn't hear that. We didn't talk about that last time. So you're outsourcing marketing to a third party.
1: Um yeah, so the SEO for the website mm-hmm. um and then the social media marketing. So Facebook ads basically all online marketing. Um so um Google ads, Facebook ads, social media posting, uh the SEO um who's that who's that outsourced to? to? It's a, a company called Wheelistic Web Design. Um, they specialize in lawn care and landscaping companies. Um,
0: Wheel? Like an actual... Type.
1: Yeah, like a, like a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, so the the owner of the company has uh, muscular dystrophy. Hmm, that's cool. Um, so he's in a wheelchair. Like a- and so he kind of like, played off of that with the name of the
0: company. Oh, do they give back? I was going to say, it'd be cool if they, like... Did they give back in any way to a, an organization or foundation?
1: I know it's something they're working on. He actually has his own foundation um, cause he owns several other like real estate investment companies, stuff like that. Cool. Um, and how, I know I, he has a how much
0: are they? How much are they costing you per month?
1: So it's fifteen hundred bucks a month, um, which is a little pricey, but that does include a five hundred dollar ad spend um, already included in that. So it's essentially like a thousand dollars in housing management.
0: And then five hundred dollar ad spend at that. Okay, nice, nice. Okay, I just couldn't remember that from our last call, so I wanted to jot down. Yeah, sorry, I I couldn't remember if we talked about it or not. You may have said something about SEO and changing. (laughs) I was more focused on your vision and long term where you wanted to go. So, uh, okay, so any other what other takeaways? Any other things that you learned as a leader outside of you know obviously implementing new communication stuff, like, hey, we don't do this when communicating with a client. What else? You know,
1: I I think those were kind of my big takeaways. Looking at it more practically, I think, I don't know, it was, it it made, I'm not gonna lie, it made me really uncomfortable when I heard about this, because the customer was the one who called me. Because I had him on site, he was doing a spring cleanup, on his own. And the customer called me and told me about it, so it was just—it a very uncomfortable conversation um, that
0: kind of so, took me off guard. So, bro, bro is like on the property doing a landscape job. Yeah, he—he he was doing a spring cleanup, so he was gets gets in an argument and then just kind of yeah. continues about his business, and then the client calls you. Yeah. And so, at that moment, were you like, like, oh, I've got to fire this guy. Did you feel that outside no, pressure? No, no, I. I definitely not. The initial, my initial gut reaction was I wanted to
1: talk to him and get his side of it because my opinion is there's three sides to every story. Um, regardless he was going to get reprimanded because that's inappropriate. You you don't, you just don't interact with the customer that way. But I, I wouldn't say my immediate reaction was like, this guy's gone. Yeah. It was, so I called him and they were only about seven minutes from our shop. So I was like, hey, just come back to the shop we need to figure this out and talk about it. Um, Because I didn't want anything else going on on the customer's property. Whether it was me going there, me trying to get his side over the phone, like, get off the property, we'll come back, finish the work, we need to figure this out.
0: Smart, yeah, good.
1: So, he came back to the shop and I was like, hey, you know, John called me, this is what he said happened, and you kind of give me Rundown of what went on, why it got to that point, so I can understand. And he said that it started because he took the yard sign out, put it on the front porch, and the customer came out asking why he moved the yard sign. Well, the yard sign was in the landscape bed that he was doing work in, so it should have been simple there. And I guess my employee made a joke. Well, that's trash anyway. And it just went downhill from there. But he had no remorse, no understanding of the fact that he screwed up. He's like, well, but I didn't do anything wrong. And that was to me the fact that he couldn't understand that it wasn't appropriate whether that was his opinion or not. That was when, hey, I can't can't have this happen again on a customer's property. Yeah. It's just not a good fit at that point.
0: Hmm. And so, and so... At that point, like, during that conversation, is that when you let him go? Yeah. So, like, he came back to the shop, and then it was just, like, it just escalated. You let him go, and then th- then after yeah. that, that's when he posted on social media?
1: Correct, yep. Oh, man. So, yeah, sorry. I didn't close the loop on that, but, yeah,
0: that's exactly, yeah. Man, oh, man. Okay. One other thing that I can add, if, if you don't mind, to your takeaway. Absolutely. This Absolutely. this yeah this sucks, bro. I'm sorry this happened to you. Um, after th- this, oh man, we had to implement standard operating procedures for when people leave, and next steps for our admin, our leadership, myself. That way, nothing gets forgotten. Like we literally have a right. a, a page that our admin will go to, and it's like, okay, like cancel their X Y Z, whatever it is cancel right. their subscription get rid of their, get get rid rid of of their, their yeah get rid of their or access um change their email password if they have an email and in this case like for you it could have been like immediately remove their login credentials or, or their login activity to my social media account whatever that may be but that that needs to happen like boom like within the next 5 minutes right, um, right. For us, we use it. We utilize Google spreadsheets a lot. So, removing them off of all of the access to our spreadsheets. We've had guys go in and and, and tweak things and mess up things, and that got us um, remove them from the the organization's group chats. Any any WhatsApp or, or internal Slack communication. All of that needs to be done. Um, so come up with come up with some SOPs. What sucks, bro, is I like that. This I didn't is, think about that. That's, this is why everybody complains about like, I hate working in a corporate environment, but it's because every time someone steps out of bounds, you you have to implement a new policy where you have to implement new right. communication. And so corporate companies that have thousands of employees, how many times do you think some knucklehead steps out of line? It's just, it happens. So I would just say implement that and, and start jotting. It doesn't have to be anything formal, but just like, these are all the things that I need to do right after somebody leaves. Good or, No, absolutely. Like, I really like that. Good or bad? Like but but a lot of times it's going to be bad and you're not going to be thinking clearly and so it's nice to just go back to those. Yeah,
1: absolutely. No, I really I I really like that. I think that's a really good thing to implement that I didn't think about.
0: All right. So takeaways um how did the actual communicating that he was getting let go. How did that, how did that go? Do you feel like you delivered it okay? Or it was just like, oh man, it escalated and he was out, he was out of there.
1: I, I think I delivered it okay. You know, that's something that I have kind of more experience with. Now, granted at my previous companies, kind of all that SOP stuff was handled by like, our admin assistant and I just, hey, this person's gone, this is what you need to do. Um, they, they just kind of took over. So, but one of the things I didn't even think about, but, um, as far as actually delivering it and you know, the interaction with him, I think it went okay. Um, I, he wasn't happy obviously, but you know, if he, it, with him not being willing to see that that's not an appropriate way to interact with the customer, I just, I couldn't have that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's rough. That's rough. That's rough. Um, and did he, was there any equipment that you had to get back from him or anything like that? Um, the only thing he had, he did have a company phone,
1: um, but that was on him. So, you know, I took that at the time and then, you know, there we go. Um, Yeah.
0: But was this guy, would you have considered this guy like one of your key guys, like somebody that you were just like, I can see this guy staying with us.
1: Yeah. I was really hopeful that actually this year he would kind of. Take over the mowing a little bit, kind of be a mowing foreman for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's unfortunate, but I think it's for the best in the end. Um, You know, um, I've already kind of I've been actively looking for new people. Um, and now, you know, i put a little bit more into, like, boosting some Indeed job postings. Um, I made new Facebook posts for the conversations we're looking for. Um, things like that to try to kind of accelerate the process of getting more applicants in. Yeah. Um, because what I don't want to do is I don't want to rush into hiring someone. Yeah. Um, and then just end up with more
0: problems. Yeah. Um, Smart. Smart. okay and we'll we'll get into that hiring because that'll be that'll be the next step especially with your big goals around a little bit you're not you're good you're good i I do want to make sure we touch on hiring because i mean that's obviously what we need to do next i just want a big thing for tiago and i like we we make we make mistakes every spring mistakes with hiring mistakes with firing mistakes with communicating what's going on um but the big thing is just try, like try not to make the same mistake twice. Yeah. So that's why whenever this happens, and it's it's an emotional toll on you, bro. Like you're going to eventually have people that you care about that leave in ways like this that are that are painful. And so, right. our goal as business owners is like, how do we, how do we reduce this so that it happens less often? Um, right. Hiring is guessing, firing is knowing, but. We as business owners need to try to minimize those those amount of times where you're having to fire or having having somebody just quit. So, all right, let's go to the the full time guy that quit. This is a this is a this is, these are always fun ones. What what happened here?
1: It, it was money. Money. He he got poached from another company. They offered him twenty three dollars an hour, and I wasn't going to match it. Yeah. So because you know. It, one, that that was almost a six dollar an hour jump from where he was at.
0: Yep.
1: And then what happens in three months when now somebody's supposedly offering twenty four? Yep. And then twenty five. And yep. then it's just a never ending cycle. So
0: What what are your takeaways from this one?
1: Honestly, like that one I don't really think there was a whole lot that could have been done differently. I think that if anything, it was more of a hiring error because I try to get a feel for people and make sure that it's not just about the money, that it's about the culture and, you know, everything that I'm working towards developing, mm-hmm. which is hard in the beginning because it's not like there's, you know, six or eight other guys that, you know, you're already, the culture's already established. It's, yep. Um, so I think that more than anything, it was a little bit of a of a screening error on my end in the beginning. Um, so, so I really didn't get that feel from him.
0: What do you uh, think? What do you think you're going to change so that you can try to flush that out?
1: That's a good question. Um, I don't know if I'm being honest. Um,
0: I think you know, when, one of the things where I... did he co- Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I want to hear what you're saying. One of the things that I ask in interviews is
1: what's valuable to them in a company and I try to get a feel for them as a person based on that answer but I think I don't know, I think maybe just coming up with some more in-depth questions than that yeah. to kind of get a better idea of not just, you know, what somebody might be saying in an interview, but more of what truly really is valuable to them um, yeah. and what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, and I, another thing that I've really thought about implementing is something kind of like what you have with the ride-alongs.
0: Yes. Um, Yeah.
1: That's. It's tough right now because I'm trying to. I basically I I need four or five people. So I think I'm feeling a little bit of pressure from. Well, I just need people, but and I'm trying to force that out of my head. Um. And there's just a lot of time
0: invested with that, so. um, But I think in the end, that would be absolutely worth it. How much are? Let let me, bro. You're, you're, you're. Yeah, you're right on with everything you've said. Um, Better interview questions, yes. The 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 depth of your question determines the depth of the response. Um, So make sure you're crafting really good questions. Uh, This is where I really. I really lean into this on our team and and especially the more I get out of the interview process, I get the opportunity to try to flush the BS out of this person. Uh, Right. So you need to craft better interview questions. Do ride-alongs, yes. And then before I give you this next idea um, because you're in a unique position, (laughs) I need to get a little more info. How much are you trying to pay these people?
1: So, depending on experience, it starts at 15, but I'm willing to go as high as 22, depending on the experience, exactly what position they're going to fill, because I'm kind of jumping into where I I immediately need to put somebody in a foreman position um, to continue on the growth trajectory that I'm shooting for this year. Yeah. So...
0: It's and how many you need? Of, you need four right now. Like you have to have four, or you're you're wanting four.
1: I have to have at least two. If I don't have two, I'm in trouble.
0: Okay.
1: Four would be comfortable to continue to sell the way that I'm hoping to sell this
0: year. Yeah. And could you afford four? Yes. Nice.
1: I would ha- I would have to put an influx of cash in from my personal accounts, but yes. <laughs> and that would be that would be short term. By I would say the end of April, we absolutely be covering that no
0: Okay, so trying to think what I would do if I was in your position. It's a lot of people to hire, bro
1: yeah,
0: okay, it's a daunting task i
1: the the way I'm kind of breaking it down is its the two then from there, split my time between hiring and selling. Because if I can get two solid people back, then with a little bit of overtime, even if I couldn't get an additional person or an additional two people, we'd be able to still increase sales a little bit. Yeah. The other thing that I have kind of as like my emergency relief card in my back pocket is there's another company that I work really closely with that I could call in from for some additional support if I got in over my
0: head. Yeah. As as don't I do, wouldn't make much. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that because you need, you need that cash to be able to go and hire other people. So don't don't do that. How are you on production?
1: So, with three people, we were at about 80% of capacity.
0: Um, and Well, I mean, like, literally, how are... Like, right today, like...
1: Today? Right
0: now, I have time, because we, we're kind of in the lull in between where
1: we haven't fully picked up for spring, so I'm kind of just starting to knock out everything I can early, it's like, getting our spring clean done, things like that. We're not yet starting any... Uh, mowing or anything like that yet. So we've got a few weeks before we get into that. And
0: okay, so here the other thing, I'm, like, what is like sorry. what what is your schedule? So like today's Tuesday. What does Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday look like?
1: So tomorrow I have two cleanups. Thursday, Friday was initially planned to go marketing, um, and then. Saturday was kind of an office day this week, um, wrapping up from some of the snow logs and stuff that have been requested by um, a guy that I did sub work for yeah. um, over the winter. Yeah. All
0: right. So here's your here here's what I would do as your as your hiring action steps because right now you're you're graced with a couple weeks because you don't have to be out mm-hmm. on the properties every. every every like, week, right? Like you're not having to mow, right, you're not having right. to be out there. Right. The most important thing for you to do right now is hire. And sitting right beside hiring is selling. So I would, number one, see if you can push out, well, let's do this. Number one, do you have like all of your hiring outlets turned on? So do you have like an indeed job post? Do you have Facebook marketplace, Facebook in general? Have you called, um, subcontractors, other relationships, telling them that you are hiring, you need somebody ASAP?
1: I have not done that. Uh, I do have it up on Indeed. I do have it uh, posted on Facebook. Um, I do have an ad posted at my church. Um, and I have I'm dabbling I have an ad up on ZipRecruiter but I haven't
0: even gotten a single application from that so I don't know if we're going to keep that up yeah don't do yeah I haven't heard good things from ZipRecruiter do indeed yeah. I like Facebook maybe even boost the post or do a paid advertisement within Facebook um, for sure call every single person that you know is that is re- like remotely related to the labor industry um, <laughs> any 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 like buddies, friends, acquaintances, somebody that you think like, hey, we've got, we've got guys 18 to 35 that are willing to make a little extra cash or are looking for a good career. So that's number, that's number one. Um, number two is schedule these phone interviews like that day, whenever you get it in. Hey, can you hop on a phone interview? Awesome. Can you do a ride along? So then here's what you're going to do. You're going to communicate with your clients like, hey, is it okay if I get a little cushion? We've got some new guys coming in and I want to be able to have them with me just to do a ride-along interview. Can, do you feel comfortable communicating that to your clients? Absolutely. So Absolutely. tell them that. Say, hey, we've got a couple new uh, interviews coming up, guys that are going to be working with us. Is it right if, if I use them? on your job site. Can I have a little window and tell them, can I get it done sometime between this Saturday through next week? If they're like, yeah, that's great. That's great. Then boom. Now schedule every single interview for those days if you know that you have and now you can use those as your ride along so you're going to be able to kill two birds with one stone you'll be able to knock out production but you'll be able to squeeze in your ride along and you're going to know if you have interviews or not like tell them like if you get a bunch of candidates today and tomorrow well then tell them you'll be out there between Thursday and Saturday make sense that makes sense Okay, so I'm going to put communicate to clients Um, use this as a ride along. Now, after, after you do this, you're going to backfill your schedule with marketing, right? Marketing and sales. You have to have that for this to also happen. Um, that needs to be your your first action steps. The next thing was the better interview questions. Um, that I think that will come up with. Have I sent? I haven't sent you ours, but I can send you some of the key questions that we ask during our third interview. Um, let me do that. Let me put a little star here. Send interview questions to Eric. Also, one tool that you can utilize, we have a uh, Hiring and Growing Your Team audio course. So on this new coaching and community platform that comes with you doing these coaching calls, we have a Hiring and Growing Your Team audio course, and it will dive deep on all of these. It will dive deep on awesome. vetting, how to cast vision and sell the right things to get the right people on your bus. It will talk about the actual interview process. So that will be nice, and it's in hey, audio. Bert, give me just one second. I'm so sorry. No, shoot. Go for it.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know what to do with this guy. Yet. Mm-hmm. He's not with us. I don't know. Right, but he's, he's coming yeah. in here yeah. too. So, um, is it possible? You see that little island of trees there? Mm-hmm. Is it possible for you to back in and come on the right side of that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then I'll have this guy just back in uh, the other way. Okay, cool, cool. Thank yep. you. Sorry, Britt.
0: You're good, bro. You're good. You got a client's house? Uh, no, we're, I'm helping, well, I'm getting paid for it,
1: but um, we're getting a um, delivery of uh, concrete blocks that we're picking up. Nice. Uh, and then I'm delivering it over to uh, a buddy's um, and uh, getting... Just it up and deliver it. So, cool. Uh, but the the place you are picking it up from does not have enough room for the number of trucks that's in here. So we're all like getting back <laughs> into the grass. But he's like, I don't want to tear up the grass. I don't know if you heard that. But <laughs> the
0: first thing he said is, I don't want to tear, tear up the grass. But that's hilarious. Oh, okay. Um, you are are you good or do you are are you no? I'm good. Well? I'm good now. I'm I'm out of the way. No, you okay, cool. There's, I just wanna make there's sure five was it wasn't in front of me, so it's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a little bit. Cool, cool. All right, so last thing I was saying was backfill with marketing and sales. I was just telling you, like definitely uh, that audio course will will drop really soon and we'll give you access to that. But that'll be really, really helpful. super
1: excited for that. I know we kind of talked a little bit about that on our last call and all those coming out. So i yep.
0: really excited for those. Yep. Uh, but since since we haven't like fully got that up, just so you're clear on some of this, um, I'll send some interview questions and you can oh, kind of take yeah, those. Yeah. Sorry, man. That's not
1: what I meant. This isn't our property. Oh, yeah um, once he, once he backs in, if you can just pull back out okay. here. Yep. I got that. Um, I'll figure it
0: out. There, okay. I, I do want to get you off. Yeah, yeah, property. yeah. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you. You just backed up onto somebody else's property. <laughs> Apparently. I love it, man. Okay. I love it. Well, that's well, hilarious. Well, you said the the island of trees on the right. That's where I went. <laughs> like it's your fault buddy this thing should be a little more a little more seamless all right um yeah. okay so better interview questions i'm going to send you just some of the questions that we use um and just remember like your first one everybody looks good on the first date so it's your yeah. job to craft and tailor these questions for things that you're looking for like you may be looking for something different than we're looking for at green again so you got to figure out, what do I look for? What do I want? Begin to craft and tailor those questions accordingly. Utilize the ride-along, and you'll be able to start to pluck out certain things that you like, certain things that you don't like, and you're looking for body language. You're looking for, are they being engaged? Are they helpful? Are they asking the right questions? And you're also listening for keywords. Are they Are they saying keywords that are red flags to, like, get them out quick? Like, are they saying PTO? Are they saying vacation? Are they saying flexibility? Are they saying, um, bonus raise? All of those are key words that lets me know, Hey, this, this person is not like they're only focused on themselves. And if they're already asking about flexibility on day one, remember this is the best version of themselves. This is the first date. They've got the lipstick on. They're looking good. They're trying to impress you. And so, if they're already saying stuff like that, chances are, marriage is not going to be that great ten years from now. So, right. Use utilize the ride along. The other thing I was going to say, that will be, uh, all right. Hold on. Let me backtrack. Make sure, bro. Like you need to be. You need to be all in on hiring. Like, you have to, have to, have to be getting new candidates in, doing the phone interview that day, seeing if they can meet you on a job site that day or the next day, and making decisions. So you're still going to do your two to four interviews, but you're just going to speed up the process. I got you. And there are, remember, hiring is guessing, firing is knowing. You, you're you trying to make your interview process flush out as much as you can. But one way you can combat this because you're going to be bringing a lot of people on board quickly is hiring four people in two part-time. It sounds like you can float it cash flow-wise. Especially, you're probably going to get like two people in and then close on your next two people a week and a half later and then close on two part-time guys. So what I would do, you could probably hoof five people full-time. But I think I would hire three to four, really four full-time and two part-time, knowing that one of those guys, maybe two, maybe three, is going to quit. Yeah. And, but that's going to give you a little buffer. And all the while, as you're training these four full-time, two part-time people, you're still interviewing. And make, Absolutely. Yep. and make sure you communicate that to them. The other thing that you could do is word this as a a seasonal job. Trial period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Word, word it as a seasonal job and tell them like, hey, we're a small business. Here's our goals. Here's what we're trying to hit. Right now, I have guaranteed work for you guys for the next three months. But we need to hit this number for everybody to stay. Um, mm-hmm it's tough. Like you're going to have people that are like, Oh, I need a little more security than that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over here and take a secure job for 14 bucks an hour as opposed to work for you. But the ones that stick around are usually going to be pretty good. And that's why I say, go ahead and over hire, but deliver the message that boys, we're here to compete. We're here to grind. This is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. And see if you can flush out a couple of them. And over the course of those weeks, and really push them. Really push them hard and keep, yeah. in, and keep interviewing. But at least that's going to give you a little buffer to where you have the leverage. Because right now, whether you want to believe it or not, the, the interviewee has the leverage. And so you need to flip this thing on its head within two weeks.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I completely see that. Kay.
0: Cool. Cool, cool. What else, what else is on your mind with all of this? I
1: think that's, that's the big stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, really, I've been, I, I was really reflecting on kind of what we were talking about last time, um, with the marketing and, you know, kind of my push on print materials initially, uh-huh. um, and kind of your, your take on, Hey, maybe change that up. And I think at this point right now, that's kind of completely out the window, um, until I can get people in. Yeah, um, you know, I definitely, like you said, backfill my time with that,
0: but until I have people in, that to me has kind of been put on hold. So However, I, w- I would do, but but I would do both in. Like you still need to be doing brochures, you right. still yeah, need to absolutely, absolutely uh, yeah. a, a couple hundred every day. But I am saying, like that's in between you interviewing and you doing ride-alongs. I am also yeah, saying. Absolutely. Like production is taking a back seat.
1: Definitely. And I think right now, thankfully we're in a position where production can take the back
0: seat. Yes. So whatever that looks like for you and your schedule, I don't want to get into the logistics of that, but hiring yeah. comes first, the the interviewing, getting the candidates in, doing the ride alongs. And the other thing you have to realize is like, well, shoot, I, I, for me to do production, I should be doing a ride-along. That way yeah. that way I'm doing both. Um, right. So hiring, you can do the ride-alongs, that will give you some production. But then next to hiring is you have to still be doing marketing activities. Because the last thing you want is to hire all these people, but now you don't have the demand to support them. That's why I'm saying it's a it's a both and. And you'll know, like you're you've you've gotta be pushing hard. So am I am I waking up and doing all of my hiring activities first thing in the morning and then going and doing a couple hundred brochures and then coming back and doing the rest of my hiring stuff? Um, You're going to have time to still do brochures. I mean, it's not like you're going to be interviewing uh, all day after day. Absolutely. And, And
1: I definitely, I completely agree with that. I guess I just meant like as far as, you know, the mass volume that I was hoping to get out. Is, yeah, is what I was. Yeah, but definitely, my, kind of the number that I had in my head was I wanted to get at least five hundred out a day. Yep, which is pushing it, but I think could be doable because once I get into a neighborhood, you know, I've got about a ten minute drive to the neighbor, the area that we really want to service and, and focus on and say Route Denson. Once I'm there, it's tight suburban. Neighborhood where I can just work my way through one, two neighborhoods and yeah. get four or five hundred.
0: That's brochures perfect. Out that's perfect. Relatively quickly. Yeah, that's so. perfect, man. That's perfect. Because think about this: like, say you put out five hundred brochures and you get. Only a 1%. Even return. 1%. That's, yes. that's yes. five new clients. So every, every day, day that you go out and you get 500 out, that's five new clients. That's five new clients. Right. That's five new clients. And you will be able to support these people that you bring in. Um, and then imagine when you finally here in a few weeks get four dudes ready to rock and roll that's that's 20 new clients 25 new clients 20 new clients and that's that's when you'll be able to right. leverage those but for you to be able to hit your marketing goals you got to be able to you got to be able to leverage other people so yes yep cool okay. man cool you're how are you mentally are you stressed out are you you overwhelmed I, I, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit stressed I'm a little bit stressed yeah. it's, um, it,
1: its it's hard because you know, with the two little ones at home, mm-hmm. I just know, you know, and my wife and I have talked about it and, and she's on board, but there's definitely going to be kind of a, a temporary imbalance
0: mm-hmm.
1: where it's work, 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 work.
0: Yeah. And, and that's hard. And you've, um, commu- you've communicated that to Sierra already?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she, she understands it. She's obviously she's not excited about it. But she sees where we're going. She's on board with it. It's just challenging, you it's know, hard. as I'm sure you understand.
0: Yeah. 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 That's hard, bro. That's hard. wish I could uh, say I this. Think, I think more than
1: anything, that's, that's kind of been what's been weighing on me as far as, you know, like I have all these goals for the business. That's great. But it's, it's hard to not have the family time right now
0: but I know in the end it's gonna pay off and absolutely be worth it it's just like I said it's one of those that it's hard initially so yeah. just make sure like make sure you guys are always talking about it even even when it's hard and make sure you're telling her where you're coming listen to her and then also like we don't do a good job of saying like hey babe I'm I'm scared like I'm scared like there's I don't have the people that I thought I was going to be. I'm behind the eight ball. Um, I'm fearful that we won't hit our goals because I'm trying to hire all these people and just make sure that you're you're always having those conversations. Um, yeah. And and keying her in because when you say like, "Hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gone more. I'm gonna be working," like that that's painful for her. But then if she knows. Oh man, I like he's got this going on. If she knows some of the specifics, you don't have to fill her in on every single detail if she doesn't want. But if she knows some of the specifics, at least she'll be able to relate with you, you know. Right, right, absolutely. So I'm sorry, man. I know, I know it's a lot, but you've got. Well,
1: I I think I I think it's it's a in the end it's gonna be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, you know. I... I'm a firm believer. Everything happens for a reason, and um, I know it'll work out. Yeah, um, it's just a lot of hard
0: work to get there, but oh. that's okay. You're gonna be all right. That's man. one thing you're I'm not all right at. You're gonna. You, you are. But don't don't make the same mistake twice. You you have to. I'm I'm still doing doing hiring mistakes and and leadership mistakes, and but you're always better the next day. Better the next day, and so yeah, it's it's painful now, but. Imagine not knowing all of this stuff and you have two companies or you have 10 companies. Right. Like it's, it's no longer like a $5,000 problem. It could be a $500,000 problem. And so what you have to realize is everything you learn right now is going to craft the leader and the owner that you are later. So it's, it's, but it does not take away the pain, but experience that pain and and learn from it. And it sounds, sounds like you are, but it's heavy, man. It's heavy. So what do you, that's that's the reality of small business ownership though. Exactly. Exactly. There you're, 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 If, if it was, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yep. Yep. And, uh, so what are you going to do? What's your, what's your, what's your take, like not takeaways, what's your action steps after we hop off this call? What are you going to do the rest of this week? So that on our next conversation, you're like, Brit, man, I got freaking four killers. I've got this going on this. We're hitting, uh, what, what are you going to do today? Tomorrow? I think the, the biggest rest of the week?
1: thing is, I think the biggest thing is start with, from, you know, all the other relationships and my, basically my entire network, of looking for people, um, not just having the posts
0: out. Yeah. Um,
1: I think that was a really big takeaway that I just kind kind of hadn't thought about. Yep. Um, so I think that's, that's number one. Um, and then I really like what you said about, I really shouldn't be doing production right now unless I have a ride along. Yeah. So if I don't have a ride along, why am I doing production right now? Yep. Um, so communicating that to customers, um, to get a little bit more flexibility with the scheduling of the work. Um, and then prioritizing the hiring Mm -hmm. first and foremost, getting back to people as soon as they apply. Um, so there's not a lag time there. Um, and then really before, even before doing that, taking a step back and diving into, okay, what, how, how do I need to adjust my interview process as far as, you know, changing some of the questions, getting more in detail, and, and breaking down our walls a little bit more yeah. um, on the front end um,
0: then adding the right along. Really good, man. Really good. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Um, Heck yeah. You got some action steps. Let's get some momentum on it. I know you had some some ugly stuff with hiring but also you had some good positive you got you got some new sales that's rolling you passed your Mm -hmm. pesticide exam so keep all those positives in mind celebrate the the small wins man and uh text me call me if you need me um and then i will let you know too uh when we launch this uh Coaching a community platform. That way you can hop on there and be asking questions Army. there and involved because I want you to I want you to not feel like you're alone during this process. That's the whole point of all this. I'm super excited about it, man. Right. I'm uh ready ready to kill it, man. Keep going, bro. Keep going. For real. Let just let me know if you need anything. For sure. I appreciate it, Britt. Alright, but hey, get out of that other dude's grass. Go park in the right spot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you, my friend. Uh, Bye. All right. See you. Bye. Hey guys, that is a wrap on yet another episode of the lawn care leaders podcast. Thanks again for letting us hang out with you. And we appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And if you found this at all helpful, please help us by sharing the podcast and, uh, we wish that you would continue this conversation. If you want to chat it up about some topic that happened or maybe you have further questions, you can find us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, We're going to be posting YouTube and uh, LinkedIn content as well. So you can find us on almost any platform. And if you'd like to further uh, grow your business or find out more information about Intentional Growth Advisors or one of our other show sponsors, feel free to click the link in the show notes and you can see those there again guys thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you again shortly